At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is a look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and I'm holding it down tonight for Scott Seidenberg. Greg Oops Peterson has got you for the next three hours, and it is going to be an absolutely amazing show because we've got a lot of guests that are going to be joining us. We've got Dave Tooley is going to be coming up in 15 minutes. Does a great job with everything that we do at VEASAN Point Spread Weekly, always posting up splits that we're seeing with pretty much all sports. He is on it. We're going to be chatting with him about what he's all been taking a look at with regards to the NBA postseason, some of the trends that he's seeing across really all these sports, because now we've got the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs that's going to be going on. As we know, we wound up getting two game sevens in the NBA as well. So that's going to be fun. And then after that, a little bit later on this hour, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern time, Dwayne Colucci, we're going to be going out to the Rampart. He is the race and sportsbook director over there. Going to be chatting with him about what we're all seeing from a futures perspective. If we've seen anyone firing on some NFL win totals that have moved the line as well. So going to have some fun there. We're going to go out to Boston in the second hour. Lauren Campbell, she does a great job being able to cover really all things Boston. The Bruins, the struggling Red Sox. We're going to be chatting with her about that. We head out to Philadelphia to talk to Ryan Rossing and then David Behrman. Going to be closing it out. So we've got five guests on the show. We've got a locked and loaded show as we wind up seeing some Game 7s in the NHL. We've currently got the conclusion of a Game 7 in the NBA. I can tell you right now that Dallas Mavericks wound up winning. We've got 313 remaining. And as I'm doing this live, it's 119-74. to If you really want to dive in on this, you've got the Mavericks laying 42 and a half on the lifeline. And that's really what we wound up getting in the NBA on Sunday. Two big giant blowouts in Game 7. Fortunately, the Bucks. I'm a native of the state of Wisconsin. At the very least, I have bragging rights that the team didn't wind up losing by north of 30, but Celtics wound up coming out. Game winds going under, and we've really been just seeing this a lot in Game 7s. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA or the NHL. You're even able to go back NCAA tournament from the Sweet 16 on. You wound up seeing a bunch of unders. Super Bowl wound up going under. There's just always something to these big games, these games that they mean so much, and Defense winds up being a little bit more prevalent in that. Right now, we don't know if the Mavericks versus Suns game wound up going under or not because right now we're getting a bunch of scoring and garbage time, but certainly it has been the case. And for the Boston Celtics, I think that they've got a good shot of being able to represent the East in the final that is represented with regards to what we're going to be seeing with regards to the series price as well. You take a look at it, and 
Right now, it is a case in which you've got the Boston Celtics that they're finding themselves at a minus 160, plus 130 on the heat with regards to DraftKings numbers. We're going to be taking a look across town a little bit later on in the hour, seeing if we've got any deviance from that. But when it comes to Celtics, I felt like they had a good shot to be able to take down the heat prior to this game. And they were really able to just solidify themselves as, in my opinion, the best team in the East in this one. I really thought whether it be the Bucks or the Celtics, either of them had a great shot to be able to take down the Miami Heat. A little bit of a question mark with regards to what you're going to be able to get out of Kyle Lowry in that series. But for the Celtics, how about just the balance scoring in general? Jason Tatum, who's been so terrific throughout the postseason, he gets 23 points, but Jalen Brown comes through for 19. Grant Williams, a little bit unexpected. 27 points at a plus minus of a plus 25. I don't think that you can rely upon that night in and night out. And that really was the difference for the Boston Celtics. Role players wanted stepping up in this game. Typically, you do wind up finding that when it comes to a game sevens and when it came to the Milwaukee Bucks, Grayson Allen had one more point than Greg Peterson. That is not necessarily what you're looking for there as the Bucks. Four of 33 from three-point range. That'll certainly do it for you as well. These are typically the instances where you give credit to the Celtics and their defense and you chalk it up to the Bucks just having a cataclysmically bad scoring night. I think that it's fair to say that both wound up being the case in this one, but certainly Celtics looking like a team that's going to be on a little bit of a mission. And once we wind up being able to get some serious prices when it comes to what we're going to be able to get in Mavericks versus Warriors, I'm going to be giving you guys those a little bit later on as well. But and said, certainly the Warriors are going to be a pretty hefty favorite. And I think that it is going to be able to make for a very fascinating series because Luka Doncic just putting the Dallas Mavericks on his back. And you even take a look at what the Mavericks wound up having in the first half. I believe that Doncic was really the only guy that wound up scoring double figures in the first half. Jalen Brunson was able to come on down the stretch. And then you obviously wound up having Spencer Dinwiddie come off the bench. He wound up being able to supply 30 plus in this game, but for the Mavericks, just all around a great performance. And I do think that really speaks to just the importance of Luka Doncic, the fact that when he wanted coming back in that series against the Jazz, they wound up being able to just find it. And I do think that if Luka Doncic can play the way that he wound up playing in this Game 7, being able to limit the turnovers, because I always feel like that's a little bit of a kryptonite of his, it is going to be voting very well for this Dallas Mavericks team. And I think that if you're looking a little bit forward on the flip side to the losing side with the Phoenix Suns, Lots of question marks when it comes to the offseason because Chris Paul is 37 years old. He's currently got a plus minus as we take a look at it at a minus 39. But then again, everyone on the Phoenix Suns, aside from DeAndre Ayton with regards to starting lineup, at a minus 37 or greater. But you have to feel like this might have been really the last opportunity for him to be able to get a ring unless if he's going to be a little bit more of a role player. And for Chris Paul, just a lot of inconsistency because I mean, you just... Take a look year in and year out when it comes to Chris Paul. And yeah, he's always been one of the best players of all time. I, I take a look at him. And with regards to the best point guards of our generation, he certainly is up there. I do think that it needs to be noted just what has happened with him with regards to the postseason. A lot of that out of his control when he was with the Houston Rockets, the injury that wound up keeping him out of those final few games of that series against the Warriors. That's always going to be brought up as to... I mean, just something that you really can't blame him for. But this is a case in which the Suns, they wind up being able to get the lead against the Milwaukee Bucks in that series. And then they wind up losing four straight here this season. I mean, it was just a complete and utter turd that the Suns wound up throwing out here in game seven. Not good to say the least. So it's just going to be very, very interesting because I mean, Chris Paul, he's still able to play at a starting level, but 
when he winds up reaching the age of 38, which he's going to be during the postseason next year. Boy, that is a little bit of a tough sell right there. Although, obviously, Sun's very bright upside. DeAndre Ayton has been able to do an amazing job for this team. Did not wind up bringing in here in this Game 7. And then, obviously, you wind up having Devin Booker go ice cold as well. But as we know, he's become one of the more marquee shooters out there in the NBA. But very fascinating to see what we're going to be able to get out there. And I did mention it at the top. Just with regards to all these Game 7s, we've been noticing a whole bunch of unders. And as I wind up doing this... Currently, we are taking a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers game as this is one that has yet to go final and in the first period with regards to Stars versus Flames. Stars wound up getting off to an early lead there, but you take a look at the three games that we wound up getting on Saturday, and this is something I really noticed with the NHL prior to these Game 7s. Out of the previous 26 games over the last seven days, 20 of them had wound up going over the total, and then wouldn't you know it, the Game 7s wind up coming in Hurricanes versus Bruins go under. Lightning versus Maple Leafs go under. And that's a team that's making like your buddy at the bar and can't close the Maple Leafs, by the way. They have lost so many series at this point. It's not even funny. But then you also wind up having Oilers versus Kings. That's another one that winds going under as well. So I do think that it is always an angle that you want to be taking a look at just because when things wind up getting a little bit more tense, typically you wind up seeing defense not really waver as much. And then with regards to the offense, it's just human emotion. It's just nerves. You wind up seeing it just year in and year out with regards to pretty much any big game when it comes to like the NCAA tournament and the national title game. Guys are typically very nervous in those first few minutes. They wind up missing a bunch of shots. First drive of the Super Bowl. Typically, you're going to find a three and out because they're trying to execute that game plan that they've been doing for so many weeks, getting prepared, and then they wind up overthinking it, and you wind up having just maybe a little bit of paralysis by analysis that winds up taking over. So that's always something to take a look at, in my opinion. So we have been just noticing a lot of that in general. And At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. For talking about unders, how about if we wind up bringing up Major League Baseball? We're north of 55% of games. Avalon of going under the total, unless if you're looking at Sunday Night Baseball and the St. Louis Cardinals scoring 15 on this night, but certainly has been a case in which we've been seeing a lot of just strangeness in general. And I mean, on this Sunday, we wound up seeing a team in the Cincinnati Reds lose a game in which they did not wind up having a single error and they did not wind up giving up a single hit. So the Cincinnati Reds continuing to find ways to lose, and it is very, very hilarious. And that's been one of the big betting stories of this early season. You did wind up noticing the Cincinnati Reds, by the way, wind up winning six games in seven days after they had won three games in their first 29 days. That is something that you want to be taking a look at 
with regards to baseball and the volatility of these teams that you're just not going to find in so many of these other sports. Like you take a look at something like the NBA where the zigzag theory is something that works out very, very well. Well, in baseball, you wind up having these teams. They wind up going into, for lack of a better term, a big giant ditch. And then from there, they wind up just being able to rise up automatically. I mean, we wound up seeing it with the LA Dodgers. They were one of the best teams in baseball prior to their series against Philadelphia Phillies. They wind up losing four straight. They were able to get the job done because the Philadelphia Phillies are the baseball equivalent of a big giant dumpster fire that is being lit on fire, but certainly has been a case in which we've seen the LA Dodgers wind up going into that a little bit as well. And as we know, biggest sample size sport out there is Major League Baseball. So I think that that is going to be interesting to take a look at. I know that Dave Tooley has done a great job of being able to take a look at a lot of those trends as well. And when it comes to what we are going to be seeing in Major League Baseball on Monday, we're going to have 13 games. I'm going to be doing breakdowns with regards to that all throughout the show. We should be able to get some series prices a little bit later on with regards to the NHL and the NBA as currently we're doing this as a lot of those are in progress. Currently the stars are up one to zero. So we'll be keeping you guys alert as to what's going on there. And by the way, overtime in the Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins game as well. So lots of fun that is going to be coming up there. And we've got lots of fun when it comes to what we're going to be getting with regards to all the guests tonight, as we've got Dave Tooley is going to be coming up. In the next segment, we're going to be taking a look at the trends with him. We're going to be going out to Philadelphia, and we're going to be going out to Boston as well. Ryan Rossine does a great job with our Philadelphia CityCast, which if you're looking for anything here on VSIN, you're able to find CityCast when it comes to cities like New York, Los Angeles. The list goes on and on. Ryan does the one for Philadelphia, so we're going to be covered there. And coming up next, we are going to be staying in Vegas for Dave Tooley right here on VSIN. Esports Bang Network, as it is a look at with myself, Greg Gibbs Peterson, in for Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for your shot to be able to win a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter into three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com HM now to be able to get in on the action. H&M, to everyone, look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details as it is a look at with myself, Greg Eubes Pearson, and we stay out here in Vegas because the man is joining me. His Twitter handle is at a view from Vegas. Dave Tooley does amazing work over here at the network, does so much with regards to point spread weekly, taking a look at trends pretty much in every single sport possible. Everything from the NBA, NFL, this goes on and on during the football season, all the way down to the USFL. And Dave, it is great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> it's amazing how much action uh, this, this time of year, uh, yeah, pretty much from uh, like 9 a.m. each morning's here until uh, until late at night. It is absolutely awesome. And Dave, I mean, I just talked about with regards to football. I know that a lot more buzz is on season win totals, but money is money. It doesn't matter whether you're betting on the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, or if you're betting on the USFL. You noticed something with regards to the USFL totals that made a lot of people a lot of money this weekend. Yeah, early in the year, I was I was all over the unders, and I was you know betting all four games unders, and then uh, I uh, you know kind of put put the brakes on after the uh, the league announced that you know the clocks were going to keep running, 
after incompletions in the first and third quarters. So yeah, the books adjusted and made the totals way too low. So yeah, I, I told all my readers that yeah, I was definitely getting off the unders. Um, I, I didn't bet as many overs as, as I wanted to recently, but uh, after the uh, after the unders had started eight and four through the first three weeks, uh, the overs are actually leading now eleven and nine. Uh, overall, so that's uh, that's what seven and seven and one the last two weeks. Uh, luckily, I was on the two overs today to cash in, but uh, yeah, but uh, fortunately, some of my readers have uh, you know totally took my words to heart and uh, have been on the overs the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been really interesting to take a look at those USFL totals because I know that they wound up going to a little bit of a running clock in the first and the third quarters as mm-hmm. well. I got to figure that they don't want to be in the same boat as the XFL where they wound up going long. They went into Saturday Night Live. A lot of people wanted to see <laughs> Saturday Night Live. They were very, very upset with that. So that was one of those cases as well. So USFL wound up enacting a running clock for that reason. So absolutely hilarious what we're getting out there. But with that said, taking a look at the NBA playoffs, it was pretty hilarious to see what the Phoenix Suns wound up doing on offense in the first three quarters on this night as well. But I know that you've got a little bit of a look when it comes to the Eastern Conference Finals as it's going to be the Celtics and the Heat that are going to be getting gassed up a little bit this weekend. Sounds to me like you're going to be taking a look at the Boston Celtics to lead off this series. Yeah, although it's not really as much that I, I like the Celtics over the Heat. I, I do think this is a pretty evenly matched series. And, and you know, we're seeing that actually the Celtics are the series favorite, even though they don't have home court advantage. But I mean, I, I think I'm probably going to be on the dog in in pretty much every game here. Cause I, I do think that these games could be very close. And I mean, these two teams have, uh, have proven themselves to get here. And so, yeah, I think uh, in, in most cases, in whatever points I'm getting, which which will obviously in, be in the road game, road teams, because like, like you said, Celtics plus two on, on Tuesday night. And then when the series moves to uh, the Boston, you know, the, the Celtics will probably be more like, you know, four, four and a half point favorites at home. And to your point, how much do you make out of what we wound up seeing in the last series between the Celtics and the Bucks that the road team in that series was able to do really well? Obviously, the Bucks wound up getting lambasted on Sunday, but I mean, really past <laughs> that, road teams were able to be very profitable. You wound up seeing four straight up wins, and I believe that you wound up having an extra cover or two in there as well. So how much did you wind up taking from that series? And it's going to shape the way that you wind up playing this series and perhaps the Warriors versus the Mavericks series. Yeah, um, exactly that. But I think it it will be back and forth. Uh, You know, the zigzag did work uh, the best in that series until the, uh, the Bucks failed to cover game seven. But uh, yeah, I I think, uh, you know, again, these teams, you know, should know it's pretty, pretty well. Again, I think it's going to be very, very evenly matched. Um, one one thing to definitely put in the uh, the notebook, um, you know, you're talking about the unders. Uh, yeah, in, the, in game sixes and game sevens, all, all six of them uh, went under the totals uh, in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, Ben, we just noticed that throughout so many different leagues. I mean, you're able to take a look at the NFL, the NHL, the NBA. List goes on and on. When you wind up getting these important games, you do take a look at the under. I mean, I just mentioned it with the NHL. Prior to the Game 7s that we wound up seeing on Saturday, out of the last 26 games in which the total did not push, 20 of them had wound up going over. Now, you did wind up seeing a little bit of an over with the Penguins versus the Rangers. Rangers just wound up getting the job done there by a count of 4-3. to three. That wound up taking place within the last few minutes in our conversation. But how much do you wind up taking a look at this trend with regards to the NHL in these non-Game 7s? 
to the overs because, I mean, it's really been an over league this season, and that has continued here in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, I talked about this on, on the show last week with, with Scott that, uh, yeah, even though the you know, we're seeing, you know, about half the totals are six and a half. It's not like they're all five and a half and, and just squeaking over. I mean, we're seeing totals at six and a half and uh, a lot of them, you know, totally flying over. Now, you know, again, uh, the games on Saturday all went under when, <laughs> in, in those game seven. So, so that probably maybe doesn't apply when things really get tight. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, starting the, the next series coming up, um, yeah, most, most of the teams, I think we can be looking to the overs again. Yep, I think that it is so interesting to be able to take a look at that because I mentioned it with regards to Game 7s. You typically wind up seeing them go under, but I mean, really past that, it certainly has been a little bit overwhelming. And how about if we wind up continuing on with the trend of unders? Because in Major League Baseball, we're still seeing between 54 to 55% of games wind up going under depending upon your closing numbers. And it has been a case in which the scoring has been up a little bit more. The weather is getting a tad bit warmer, but... I think that it's been so interesting to take a look at these numbers. And if you wind up throwing out the outlier of the Cincinnati Reds, who have now played overs in 15 other last 19 games, I mean, that drives up the under rate even more. Right. But, but even though, even though unders are 54% uh, for the season, um, I've been noting in my Tuli's Takes Today column each morning that uh, it was just 20 days ago when it was over 60%. So yeah, the, the over the overs have definitely been uh, chipping away at that lead here in the last uh, nearly three weeks now. So it, it, it's pretty much you know it's leveled off, I guess, uh, is, is more what we should say. Yep, I think that I think that you're just spot on with that because over the last seven days, it looks like it's right around 46 overs to 42 unders, depending upon your closing values there. So a little bit north of 50 percent. And when it comes to being able to gauge these baseball totals throughout the season. How much do you need to have in your back in the back of your mind that baseball might wind up doing something funky with the ball like we've seen in the last few years? Because, <laughs> I mean, this year, I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists or anything like that, but I mean, the ball is a little bit more dead. I mean, we're going to call it what it is. Right. There's just no doubt about it at this point. We've got enough of a sample size to see that. But, I mean, how much do you need to put in the back of your mind that, hey, baseball might wind up adjusting this? And I've also noticed from ballpark to ballpark, it's been very strange because on some nights it's just completely flying out. And then on other nights where you wind up having a ball get completely tattooed and it like dies before the warning track, you're just here like, what the heck is this? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I think you just got to put it in there and you know, it's all part of the gamble. <laughs> cause, cause yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe they've already kind of adjusted things behind the scenes and maybe that has been what's led to, to more overs. Um, I mean, you're never totally sure. Cause obviously, you know, you know, the batter is getting more in a groove, the weather warming up a little bit, maybe. I mean, there's you know, many, many factors that can go into it. But uh, like I said, we are seeing, we have seen a steady trend here lately of the overs. So, I, yeah, I think you do have to keep that in the back of your mind that, uh, yeah, the, they might be changing the ball a little bit. Yeah, it certainly is a very fascinating case there. As, I mean, when it comes to being able to gauge what baseball is going to do with their baseballs, I mean, it, it's about as hard as being able to predict the wind when you wind up licking your finger and just sticking it up in the air and just hoping to be able to gauge it with that regard because, I mean, there's just no telling what these guys are going to be able to do. And I mentioned it as well. We just wound up seeing it go final between the Warriors and the Mavericks. 
Is there anything that you might be taking a look at with regards to the series as well? Because I know that you wanted mentioning the fact that you're going to be taking a look at most likely a lot of underdogs in that Celtics versus in that Celtics versus Heat series. Is there anything that you might be taking a look at just here in the early stages of this Warriors versus Maverick series? Um, the, the Mavericks have been very good to me uh, overall the, la- the last couple of weeks. So um, have, you, have, have they put up a line yet on that uh, game one? Game one, I'm um, seeing the Warriors as a five and a half point favorite. Five and a half. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be on the uh, on the Mavericks there. I mean, again, they've <laughs> they went toe to toe with the Suns. And uh, again, I, I I see no you know the Warriors you know certainly had their struggles with the Grizzlies even without John Moran although you know a lot of people say that uh, the Grizzlies were better without him you know but you know whatever the case may be I yeah I, I don't think the Warriors are just going to cruise here every game so I, I think the Mavericks can definitely keep it close. It's certainly going to be interesting to see what we wind up getting in the NBA postseason. I know that Dave, you're going to be following it every step of the way. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Great. Good luck. Perfect. I always appreciate Dave Tooley joining the show and coming up next. We go to the Rampart to talk to Dwayne Clucci right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available at 10 varieties. They come in two strengths, so that way you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store that is nearest you. ZYN.com slash find is where you wind up going, and this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to go down to the rampart as we've got Dwayne Colucci joining me. He does a great job running the race and sports book over there. You're able to find him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne, and Dwayne, Let's get right into it. We wound up seeing a pair of games in the NBA playoffs that are going to call it what it is. They weren't necessarily as competitive as we would have liked them to be as we wound up seeing a pair of blowouts. But how much did the Phoenix Suns wind up getting knocked out? Help you guys with regards to the future's perspective because now we've got a little bit of a juggernaut team in the Warriors. I'm sure that a lot of people fired on, but not sure how many people thought the Mavericks were going to be able to get here. And then in the East, it's been pretty much just a jumbled mess all the way around. Yeah, definitely, Greg. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, Dallas is the surprise, but definitely we do have handle on the Golden State Warriors on the other side of the coin. So it's going to be a great series. Dallas really was impressive tonight. I couldn't believe it. I mean, you hold the number one seed to 27 points in the first half. That is unheard of in NBA playoff history. I really think Phoenix has to do some second guessing. They have to look at themselves in the mirror. I mean, just a horrible performance. And at home, Greg, so disappointing for all the Phoenix Packers. On the other hand, though, Dallas was phenomenal. Uh, Of course, Luca, give him most of the credit. Such a well-coached team, too. Jason Kidd has done a fabulous job there. So, you know, the handle was uh, very good on Phoenix for this game. But from a futures perspective, we still have to look at Golden State. And, you know, you still have the Heat and as well as the Celtics, who people started to ride as they picked up momentum going on that huge streak where they won like 24 out of 
28 games. So we do have a little liability on the Eastern side as well. We'll be watching these series definitely very, very close. I think they're two excellent, excellent top-notch series, and hopefully they'll perform better than they did today. I mean, these were disappointing games from my point of view, Greg. Yeah, no question about it. It certainly was a big giant dud when it came to both of these games. No fans are butts about it as right now we're finding the Boston Celtics in quite a few places. The favorite with regards to their series against the Miami Heat. I'm seeing in a lot of places right around minus 150 to minus 160. And do you guys, as of right now, have a little bit of a series price when it comes to the Mavericks and the Warriors since that game just wound up going final as we're doing this interview right now. So I'm not sure if you guys have posted that yet or not. Yes, we have, Greg, and we have the Warriors at minus 250, Mavericks on the buyback plus 210 in the Western Conference Finals, and like you said, we do have the Celtics, a 165 favorite over the juggernaut Miami Heat, who are a plus 145 on the other uh, side on the buyback. I think the Heat are very competitive. I think they're definitely built to win the Eastern Conference, although this is going to be a great series. Naturally, you're going to favor the Warriors. Everybody is going to back Steph Curry and Thompson and Green and that, uh, you know, just a, a great team on the West Coast for so long. So you're definitely going to get increased handle on the Golden State Warriors when you're in Las Vegas at the Rampart and South Point. But Dallas is very competitive as well. Brunson has stepped up. Luka is just such a great player, Greg. I'll tell you the truth. This guy is phenomenal. He does it all, and he really could get under your skin. He's a trash talker, similar to Bird back in the day, where he definitely gets under your skin and could intimidate you. Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to take a look at Luka Doncic, no question about it, ever since he wound up coming back from the injury they sustained in the last day of the regular season. It has been a completely different Mavericks team, and let's take a look at a little bit of something different when it comes to some of these series prices as well, because the NHL playoffs, I know that, Dwayne, you absolutely love what we're getting out here, and I mean, I could say this for the NHL playoffs, the Game 7s have been much more competitive than what we wound up seeing out there in the NBA. But when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning and their series against the Florida Panthers, right now we're seeing them in a lot of places right around like a plus 125, 130-ish underdog. I think that this is so intriguing because the Lightning, they do wind up taking down the Maple Leafs in seven games. They are the two-time reigning champions, but the Florida Panthers, you take a look at what they were able to do during the regular season was nothing short of magnificent. And I think that this is going to be one of the most competitive series out there. And I'm sure that there has been... A lot of opinions on both sides with regards to this one. Yeah, definitely. These two Florida teams love matching up against each other as they did last year. And, you know, let me tell you, Tampa Bay is really amazing. I mean, you're talking about a two-time defending cup champion, and they were able to beat Toronto in this pivotal Game 7. Now, you know, Toronto has been synonymous with losing big Game 7s. They definitely disappoint. I know Austin Matthews was almost in tears in the press conference, but you have to look at it from, uh, you know, a surrounding that Vasilevsky is a monster. You have a better goaltender than Jack Campbell was. As good as Matthews and Marner are, you definitely have players that could, uh, you know, sustain what they do in Stamkos, Kucherov, and that supporting cast. Braden Point got hurt in that game, and they were still able to win, Greg. So definitely there is some value, but moving forward, you have to look at Florida. They have the most comeback wins, uh, you know, in the NHL this year. There, I, I believe it's at 31 right now. Games that they have trailed going into the third period where they have 
come back and beaten the opponent. Bobrovsky has played well. Huberdeau is a monster. They have a well-built team. This is going to be a fabulous series. And like you said, the Rampart and South Point have Tampa at, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Florida at minus 150, Tampa plus 130 on the buyback. So it's going to be an excellent series and definitely a well-bet series. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that this is going to be so fascinating as well. And just before we wound up coming on, we wound up seeing the Pittsburgh Panthers or the or we wound up seeing the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers wind up going to overtime. So now that one is in the books as well. And I think that it's going to be really intriguing to see what we wind up getting moving forward as well, because the Rangers being able to pull it off by kind of four to three and with not having the Vegas Golden Knights out there, which I know that so much of your handle the last few years with regards to NHL has come in on them. Are they one of the teams that have really been trendy? Because I have to think it would probably be a team like the New York Rangers. And then coupled with that, the Colorado Avalanche, who with regards to series prices, we're seeing them as by far the biggest favorites against the Blues. Yeah, and definitely the Blues have a chance, Greg. Don't kid yourself. I mean, that's an inflated line just because Colorado has been so dominant. But that's going to be a great, great series. The Rangers, yes, we had some good handle, but people were riding Pittsburgh as well. We have a little, uh, you know, close to a liability, but almost a break-even standpoint if the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. But it's going to be really difficult. I mean, Shesterkin didn't play all that well in this series. A lot of things went their way. They have the second most comeback wins behind the Florida Panthers in the NHL. They're sitting at 30 now. Games they are losing in the third period, and they come back in. And the Rangers have been very lucky. Mika Zibanejad right now is playing at a top level. Panarin got the monkey off his back with the big goal to win the game. Tristan Jari played great despite a month of inactivity for Pittsburgh. But it's going to be a great series between the Hurricanes and Rangers. I think it's going to be a more up-tempo type of series. Sebastian Ajo brings that to the table. Taravine, and they, they have so many great players. And Anti Ranta, Greg, used to be a Ranger goaltender. So now you have Anti Ranta going against Igor Shesterkin. Fabulous, fabulous series. We haven't hung a line yet, but I would probably make Carolina about a 160 favorite, uh, you know, in this series. Definitely the home ice has been amazing for them. They swept the home ice against the Bruins. Very difficult to win in Carolina. And they're a good team, I'll tell you right now. And the Rangers, uh, credit, they came back from a 3-1 deficit. So they're definitely riding high as well. They have to get a little more production from Kreider. But Fox, all those guys have been playing very well, and they took it to the Penguins. And where do you guys stand with regards to uh, the Hurricanes, with regards to the futures market to be able to win the Cup? Because I think that they're probably somewhere in the neighborhood about like 6-7-1 to one is what I've been seeing in a lot of different places. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're seeing a lot of different uh, odds. Uh, we'll rehang our odds as these series end and Calgary and Dallas is established. Then we'll revamp our Stanley Cup odds. But definitely Carolina will be in the 5-1 to one range. Uh, you know, definitely we're taking a lot of action, Greg, on Tampa Bay and Florida as well as Colorado. They're the massive favorite. Everybody is looking to beat this team, but I don't know if it's possible this year. I was one of the big advocates, Greg, coming into these playoffs about two months ago I said don't get off the avalanche this year they're synonymous with you know faltering losing big series but I think this year Kale McCarr 
you know, McKinnon. They're just so well built. Kadri, they have great goaltending, two goaltenders if serviceable. They should be able to get by St. Louis, but if Jordan Bennington gets hot like he did a couple of years ago, Greg, unbelievable value at 330 in the series at the Rampart South Point on a plus side for St. Louis. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to take a look at what we're going to be getting out of these series. Like you said, we don't know who's going to be coming out of Stars versus Flames just yet, but we'll have that answer very, very shortly. And Dwayne, I know you're doing a great job with everything that you're booking over there at the Rampart. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you having me on. One of the most friendly men in Las Vegas, Dwayne Colucci. Always great to be able to get him on. And coming in next, we're going to be diving into these NBA series right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for just $59. You get everything that VSIN has to offer now through the end of July. Next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN and subscribers. You're going to have access to all of it. Adam Burke, as you cover with MLB Daily Best Bets, John Von Tobel. Easy Eye, you covered with everything that you need to know with regards to the NBA all the way through the finals and then. Andy McNeil will be breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of preseason NFL coverage as well, and we've got the ancillary sports covered as well. Golf, UFC, USFL, horse racing, NASCAR, you name it, we got it. And for the full VEASAN experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, betting tools, live video streaming, it's just $59 from now through July 31st. So sign up at VEASAN.com slash spring as it is the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Big thanks to the last two guests that we wound up having on. Dave Tooley does a terrific job over here at the network. He's one of our big contributors when it comes to Point Spread Weekly. Guy takes a look at just all the sports betting splits that we've got in darn near every sport. So big thanks to him for joining me two segments ago. And then in the last segment, we wound up going down to the Rampart. Talked with Dwayne Colucci, got a feel for all the series prices that we've got in the NBA and NHL playoffs. So always a pleasure there. The one thing that is TBD right now is this Stars versus Calgary Flames game. As I do this, currently the Stars are up 1-0 to zero in the second period. So we're going to be keeping you guys up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Of note there, if we do wind up getting this to go final and we wind up getting a series price, going to be passing that along to you. But how about if we wind up taking a little bit of a look as to what we're going to be getting in the NBA postseason? Because now we've got Celtics versus Heat and the Mavericks versus the Warriors. And this is a line that wound up getting just posted up 
as I wound up starting to show a few minutes ago as, as I was doing it, the Mavericks were able to just put the Suns out of their misery and you can take a look at the final score that we wound up getting, by the way. Finally wound up getting it over in a game seven as you wound up seeing the Dallas Mavericks get a 123-90 to win over the Phoenix Suns. Only reason why I wound up going over is because you wound up having a whole boatload of garbage time. A 90 not reflective of how the Phoenix Suns offense wound up playing on this site and I'm able to say that with a lot of security there. But with that said, now that leads to Warriors versus Mavericks and the Warriors in game one are going to be a five and a half point favorite right now. We're seeing anywhere between 214 and a half and 215 with regards to the total line. I take a look at this spot and I do think that the Mavericks are going to be a little bit outgunned. I felt like the Suns would be a little bit of a more difficult matchup for the Golden State Warriors. So I was going to like the Golden State Warriors there as well. I take a look at the way that this team is playing as a cohesive unit. It's been terrific. Losing Gary Payne, that does wind up hurting a little bit. But even with the loss of Gary Payne, this has been a team that has had absolutely tremendous stuff. They've been able to do a great job of just being able to know what role players be able to use at the right time. You did wind up having Steve Kerr deal with some health and safety protocols during the back half of the previous series, but should be most likely good to go for every game in this one. If he does wind up missing one game, I don't think that's necessarily going to be that big of a deal, but I do think that this is a Warriors team that they're going to come out. They're going to be all ready to go because you just take a look at the all-round scoring that you've got. I mean, Steph Curry, he wound up, He's thus far this postseason been able to average 27 points per game. And this is while coming off the bench in the first four games of the first series that they wound up having and having a little bit of a slow start in that series against the Memphis Grizzlies as well. So he has really been able to come along as he's been getting more and more reps. He's been playing better and better. 27 plus points in four out of the last five games. This is looking like vintage Steph Curry all of a sudden after the, like I said, slow start that we wound up seeing in the first half of that Memphis Grizzlies series, he wound up being able to go 9 of 25 in the final two games that they wound up having in that series. So I look at him and I feel very confident in what he's going to be able to bring to the table in this series. You've also just been able to have the guys that I mentioned a little bit earlier coming off the bench, do a nice job of being able to mix and match for this team. Draymond Green just continues to be so versatile and that's a big thing for the Mavericks is that they don't necessarily have that Swiss Army knife guy that is going to be able to match up with someone like Draymond Green. Jalen Brunson is a very nice number two option for this team. And if Spencer Dimwitty can wind up being able to recapture what he wound up doing against the Phoenix Suns here in Game 7, put it into a bottle and just unleash it in every single game that the series winds up going, this is a Mavericks team that they've got a little bit of an opportunity, but I just don't see that being the case. Dimwitty has been just all over the map for this team, able to go off and have some very, very big games, but he can also go out and just give you a big giant clunker. So I don't think that you could have too much security that he's going to be able to do necessarily a terrific job. And the reason why I like the Suns a little bit better than the Mavericks from a matchup perspective is that the Warriors are not necessarily that team is it, that is able to be so great on the glass. You do have, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Draymond Green. He's able to haul in there right around seven or so rebounds per game. And Andrew Wiggins, a little bit of a underrated rebounder as well, but having to deal with DeAndre Ayton, I thought was going to take a little bit more out of them. And you take a look at the Dallas Mavericks, and you really don't have that dominant low post player. Now, you got Mr. Do-Everything and Luka Doncic, who this postseason, I kid you not, he's leading the team with regards to per-game averages in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and turnovers. So... He certainly has been doing it all for this team, and it's a case in which 
it just becomes a question of what are you going to be able to get out of someone like a Reggie Bullock, out of someone like a Dorian Finney-Smith? And I think the answer is probably not very much. Even with having Gary Payton out for this Warriors team, they still have more depth, in my opinion, than Dallas Ma the Dallas Mavericks do. And with Dallas, I just take a look at this team being a team that has been very inconsistent all postseason long. They've had a couple blowout losses. You wind up seeing that in the Phoenix Sun series. And then when they've been on, they've been on. Meanwhile, the Warriors, I feel like they've been a little bit more steady. They wound up having that cataclysmically bad loss against the Memphis Grizzlies about a week or so ago. But really past that, it's the lone dud that they wound up having. And I don't think that you can take a look at this NBA postseason and not find a team that hasn't had a completed underdud. Maybe the Boston Celtics to a little bit of a lesser extent, even their losses that they wound up having against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not like they wound up getting completely lambasted in those games. And I was going to like whoever was able to come out in that game seven in Bucks versus Celtics in this Miami Heat series. As right now you're finding the Celtics as a two-point underdog. We were talking with Dave Tooley and he likes the Celtics in the spot. He's been utilizing a lot more of the zigzag theory and I don't think that's necessarily the worst one to be able to utilize. We wound up seeing in the Eastern Conference playoffs in general, the home teams did not necessarily do the world's greatest job. In that Celtics versus Bucks series, you do wind up seeing the home team be able to win just three games in that one. You wind up seeing it with the Miami Heat. They did a solid job going on the road, being able to just put the nail in the coffin into the Philadelphia 76ers. Home court advantage meant a little bit more in that series, but I do think that this is a little bit of a bad matchup here for the Miami Heat because I just still don't know what you're going to be able to get out of them with regards to the backcourt because I mean, you've got Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler is absolutely amazing for the team and Tyler Hero does a great job of being able to knock down shots. I mean, there's a reason why he was the sixth man of the year, but when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of a little bit of an ailing star in, in Kyle Lowry, who we all remember a few years ago, he was such an integral part of that Raptors team that was able to win a title. I mean, he didn't wind up playing at all in that last series. I mean, he should be good to go for, at the very least, the vast majority of this series. But, I mean, even on Sunday, he wasn't practicing with this team. So, that's still a big, giant question mark. And I think that they really need Lowry to have any sort of a shot to be able to knock off the Boston Celtics, who are a minus 160 favorite, in a lot of spots to be able to win the series. And I can't necessarily disagree with that price. I wouldn't be willing to lay like a whole heck of a lot more with the Boston Celtics, especially with Kyrie Lowry being a little bit of a roll of the dice as to what you're going to be able to get out of him in this series. But certainly I don't hate it. Now, the what has been beneficial for the Miami Heat has been Victor Oladipo. He wound up missing a couple games throughout the postseason. And he's been a little bit up and down as well. You take a look at his last four games against the Philadelphia 76ers, 6, 15, 13, and four points. So you could use a little bit more consistency there after just missing so much of the season in general. That's just something that you really can't bank on, though. Bam Adebayo should be able to do a solid job in this one as well for the entirety of the series. But the Time Lord, Robert Williams, I feel like he's still one of the more undervalued players in the entirety of the NBA. And then you take a look at what you're able to get just from a defensive perspective with this Boston Celtics team. It's been absolutely incredible to take a look at them. This is a Miami Heat team that overall for the postseason, they're only shooting about 32% from three. And you saw what the Boston Celtics were able to do in game seven against the Bucks. Bucks wind up going four of 33 from three-point range. Now, not all of that was 
the just the Boston Celtics having a great night on defense. I mean, I think that once again, it's one of those cases in which it's a little bit of both. The Celtics, they were able to play amazing defense. And at the same time, you had the Milwaukee Bucks just be colder than an igloo on that night as well. So I do think that two things can be very true with regards to that instance. But I take a look at the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is a guy that I like. He does a good job of being able to stuff the stat sheet. He does a good job of being a leader for this team. But I just think that they need a little bit more. They're going to need Max Drews to be able to step up. And what the Boston Celtics do a great job of is they wind up taking away role players. We wind up seeing that with Grayson Allen just being completely neutralized in the back half of that series. So I do take a look at the Celtics, and I think that they've got value in game one. I think that they've got value for the entirety of this series as well. So I'm looking at both favorites when it comes to the NBA and when it comes to Major League Baseball. We've got a great slate that's coming up on Monday, and I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamond on Monday next right here on Decent Esports Bang Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.